Thanks so much for checking out this message from LifeGate Church. We hope that God uses this message to encourage you and help you grow deeper in your faith. So good to see everybody here this morning. Thank you for those who've joined us online as well for a Resurrection Sunday. Um, I think the most important day on the Christian calendar. And that's what we're going to look at this morning. What is important? What are you basing your life on? And um, I woke up this morning going through again why I love Easter Sunday and the Holy Spirit reminded me again of what my life is built upon. And um, I became a Christian in... December 1984, on a beach at Southwest Rocks, somebody had shared the gospel with me the night before. A light was like a light had got switched on, and I knew there was a God. I had wanted there to be a God as a teenager, but I I hadn't found any. I I think there were people around me, but for whatever reason, I just didn't see that. Creation was what caused me to say there was a God. I lived near in a beautiful part of the world, and when I looked at it, I couldn't believe that it was an accident. So I thought there had to be a God, but I never knew or found anybody who could tell me. So I, I became a party girl because I was like, well, then life must be about enjoying. And I was at a party when I was at a 21st party when somebody shared the gospel with me. It was like a light being switched on. And I was like, yes, there is a God. And then the person who shared the gospel with me did something the as the equivalent to like our foundations course, which if you haven't, if you're, that's a great way to like really get to know what it is you believe. I became a part of a, of a little Baptist church near where I lived. But then about eight months after I had done all of that, I moved to Wollongong to work with the Illawarra Area Health Service. And I was doing night shift in Wollongong Hospital. I didn't know any Christians. It was hard. I was, it was my first job as a physiotherapist. I was the only physiotherapist on staff at Wollongong Hospital in the middle of the night when I didn't know what I was doing. It was very stressful. And I felt like the enemy gave me friends who were also working night shift, all of whom didn't know him, and they were very similar to the friends I had before I became a Christian. And it was just hard. But I remember one day or night, I can't remember whether it was day or night because everything was switched around, but I remember lying on my bed thinking, this Christian stuff, it's just, it's hard, I don't know what, whether I can really do this, is, whatever, and I was really juggling, struggling and juggling thoughts in my head about what am I going to do with this, and I felt the Holy, what I now know is the voice of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit say to me, you don't have to follow. Nobody's forcing you. It's your choice. I, you're allowed to choose. And I remember very strongly saying back to that voice, I cannot walk away because I know that Jesus died and rose again and I cannot unforget that. I can't, I can, if I walk away from it, I'll still know it. It's the most important thing. And from that point on, the rest of my life has been built on that knowledge and sure foundation that Jesus died, paid the price for everything that I did wrong, defeated death, rose again, and gave me the opportunity of a new life. That is the most important thing in my life. 
Now, I get distracted every now and then about what is most important. I need the clicker thing, yeah, thank you. And um, yeah, and maybe you do too, you know, I get caught up in, in money and all of the different, and relationships and food and all the other things that you can um, get caught up with. And sometimes some things I have to come again, back again and again to what is of the most importance in my life. What am I building my life upon? And that's what the passage that we're going to look at today is all about. So this morning, as you're listening, just think again. Check yourself again. What is the most important thing? What is taking supremacy in my life? So we're going to read through the passage now, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 to 8. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. So, this passage is all about of what's first importance. And... I love here that it reminds us that Jesus, we don't just have words that tell us that Jesus rose from the dead, we have living testimony that Jesus rose from the dead, that he appeared to Cephas and 500 others. He appeared at the time that Paul was writing, many of those eyewitnesses were still alive and could be talked to. And not only that... Most of those people died protecting that truth. They didn't know, none of them, there was, none of them said, oh, actually, we're just kidding. We stole his body. Nobody said, oh, actually, we're just kidding. This happened. Oh, and actually, we're just kidding. Jesus didn't really die. He just swooned on the cross. Countless other stories that people try to explain away the resurrection. But there were eyewitnesses. And those eyewitnesses have passed those on. And today, people are continuing in their thousands to die for that truth, that they will not deny, they would rather die than deny that Christ died and rose from the dead. So, let's look at, I'm going to look at predominantly at the first three verses and take a couple of points from those verses that are important for us today. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you have received and on which you have taken your stand. So the gospel, literally good news, is this message, the message that we're talking about today. The gospel is literally the news that Jesus came as God, revealed God to us, showed us what God was like in all the ways that he lived, in the things that he did, the miracles, the teaching, 
the love that he showed, the compassion he had. The, the, he changed the status of the disabled and the suffering. He changed the status of sinners. He changed the status of women by the way he treated and loved people. He lived sinlessly himself, was tried and convicted and wrongly crucified. There was no good reason for him to be crucified, but he was. He died. On that cross, he paid the price for all of the wrongdoing, went to the grave, defeated death, and rose again. That's the gospel. And if we put our trust in that, if we believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord and confess that with our mouths, then you too can be saved. And I'll give you an opportunity at the end of the service if you want to recommit your life or commit your life and stand, as it says in this passage, on the gospel, then you can do that today. So the gospel is the good news and it's on which you have taken your stand. And that's part of this important thing. I literally think of it as the foundation that I build my life on. This affects everything else. It affects my relationships. It affects how I spend my money. It affects what I choose to do for work. It affects everything. This truth that Jesus died and rose again. So, by this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preach to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. And I unfortunately know many people who have accepted the gospel. I, I have one or two friends who even were amazing preachers and shared this gospel with people, but then later turned away because of circumstances and choices they wanted to make with their life, so they turned their back on it. That's what it's talking about here. Don't turn your back on it. It's this gospel that is of the most importance. It is this gospel, this good news that you can build your life upon. So don't turn away from it. Stand on it. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. This first importance word, um, I can't remember the exact Greek word. It's something like procuro or something or other like that. Um, but I do know that the Greek here isn't of first importance. It literally means to be like number one, supreme, of, of utmost importance. It is that. So what is of first importance? That you know that Christ died for your sins. And this is a crucial difference in our faith and system in that we have a relationship with a living God who paid a price for us. There's nothing that we can do to add or take away from this. We are forgiven because of what Christ did. And everything that we do comes from putting this message as the most important thing. It's our response, how we live our lives is a response to the fact that Christ died for us. It's not something that we do to earn his love. We have his love. Whether you want it or not, he loves you. And um, I don't know about you, but that's what motivates me to keep on living and doing the best that I can. Yes. So let's recap that so we have the gospel and it's on 
the foundation on which you stand? Is it the foundation on which you stand? Is it affecting every aspect of your life? Are you, have you been tempted to walk away? I still do. I still have to every now and then just go, sometimes it just feels too hard. And I have to say, yes, but Christ died. He rose again. And the scripture actually says that the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives in us. And I have to, I'm reminded that if I trust God, talk to him and let him work in my life, then I can get through all kinds of things. And there's been a lot of things in my life to get through, but I'm not going to go into all of those today. And I just beseech you today to don't have believed in vain. When you get tempted to turn away, talk to people. That's what our fellowship's for. It's what life group's for. That's what people are. We need each other to get through. And, to, and when one... And Ecclesiastes talks about the three-stranded cord, that there's God and me and others... Sometimes we use it in, in marriage sermons about husband, wife and God, but it actually it's about any it's just about an analogy about the fact that we need other people with God. Because Ecclesiastes also says if um, when you're down I can lift you up, and when I'm down you can lift me up. And that's how it's meant to work as a fellowship of believers, that we are there for each other. One one's down, another is up, and we can be strong for one another. We do this together. Christianity, while it is an individual decision, this faith is very much a communal faith. We are meant to do it as a family together. So don't believe in vain. Don't be tempted to walk away from your family. Sort it out and stand on the truth of the gospel. And make it first importance. Make it what you choose to live on. When I made that choice on my bed to say, I can't walk away from the fact that you died for me, Jesus. I can't walk away from the fact that you rose from the dead. I can't walk away from the fact that I'm alive in you because of what you did. It changed my life. And um, while not everybody does that, I immediately I found a church. I suddenly discovered all these Christians that were around me. I found a church... I began, I immediately became a youth leader and ran a youth group for a number of years, got challenged, went to Bible college, became a youth pastor, became a missionary, and here I am today with you lot. <laughs> Wonderful. I, can't, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, it changed my whole life, literally. Wasn't it easy? Hasn't been an easy life. It got me through some very tough circumstances and situations. It's of first importance in my life. Is it of first importance in your life? Is it? Does it affect you daily in the decisions that you make and how you choose to live? And that's my challenge to you this morning. Because Christ has supremacy. One Colossians 1.18 tells us, and he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have the supremacy. And that's what we're 
being challenged to this morning. Is the good news of Jesus of the most importance in your life? Is it supreme? Does Jesus have the place of supremacy in your life? Is he the one that you're letting guide you, direct you and lead you? Because he loves you, so all that he wants for you may not be easy, but it is the best. And I'm challenging you this morning. Make him the most important thing and give him supremacy. So, why don't you just take 30 seconds or so to think about that and think about where are maybe areas in your life where he's not reigning supreme. I have them even now. And, um, yeah, so just take 30 seconds to think about how you're going to make Jesus the most important thing, the foundation that you stand on. Thanks, Annabelle. sitting here thinking I haven't even begun to make Jesus the most important thing in my life I'm not even sure if I know him or not so I just want to take this opportunity to pray with you if you want to know him if you want to make him the most important thing in your life then I just invite everyone to pray this prayer as a way of recommitting to making him the most supreme thing in your life, the number one. Jesus, thank you that you died for me, that you defeated death and rose again, that I am forgiven and I am set free by the fact that you died and shed your blood for me. I ask, Lord, that you would help me to make you number one in my life. That you would help me to stand on this good news and live by it. All the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus. So if that was a beginning for you, if that was the the first time you've thought about making Jesus number one, I really invite you to come out and pray. If you're online, just press the prayer button and um, somebody will pray with you, share that, and we will help you continue on your journey that you've just started. Here in the room, we're going to have the prayer team come now. And uh, if you'd like to come out for prayer, if you want to come out for prayer about making Jesus number one, that or if there's something else going in your life that you need his help with then come for prayer I feel like I've made this so somber by making him the most important but it's actually the happiest day on the calendar we get a public holiday for Good Friday for Jesus dying but actually it's today <laughs> that he has risen and you know, 
That's, we reiterate that by the old thing is when I say he is risen and you say he is risen indeed. So he is risen. He is risen indeed. Indeed he is. So go forth, build your life on that because it's the most amazing thing. So ha- enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Go and, Sunday, go and have Easter buns on the, on the deck. Please come forward for prayer. We'll say goodbye to those of you online. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for checking out this message. LifeGate Church has people meeting in person and online in many different locations, and we'd love to help you get connected. My name is Andrew, and I lead our online team here at LifeGate Church, and it's our job to do exactly that. We'd love to support you, help you get connected, and find out how you can take your next steps. So why don't you head to lifegate.org.au slash online and we'd love to find out more about you and how we can serve you as a church. Thanks for checking out this message and we'll catch you soon.